There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. If you're a pro at this whole YouTube thing, you already know the best way to help support things is to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by M1LadyB. Prettier when I smile. Once upon a time, I was passed over for a promotion because I didn't smile enough. My husband had cancer, so I was not exactly a ray of sunshine, but I had overall better performance numbers than my colleagues who were better at sucking up to management. So I looked for another job, found one within a month, and quit. During my exit interview, I said the job didn't make me happy anymore and didn't give me a reason to smile. The petty revenge? My new job was right across the street from my previous employer. So my ex-boss saw me driving to work in my brand new company car every morning with a giant smile on my face. I think this is a pretty good revenge, but do you guys agree with me when I say that I kind of wish this story explored more of OP going and laying out the current situation they're in to management and watching management squirm when they realized they said OP didn't smile enough, not knowing what OP was actually going through that entire time? Or do you think that management didn't deserve even that time of day and OP just getting out of there was the right thing? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Excellent Tone. Making coffee is an imposition? Don't worry about it then. To the chagrin of millennial hating financial planners everywhere, last summer, I started going to the coffee shop in the morning before work. Yes, I could make coffee at home, but it gets me out of the house and gets me a little exercise, and I'd like to think I'm injecting some money in the local economy. Plus, the coffee shop I started going to has the most insanely good breakfast tacos. I have braved Chicago winter weather for these tacos. They're that good. The only problem was their barista was one of those people who seemed to think that having to do work while at work was a huge burden. Like I was interrupting her day by placing an order. She'd stand there talking to her friends, playing on her phone, etc. If she was even up front at all, until she finally decided it was time to make my order. Then she would take her sweet time on it. I've worked plenty of food service and I don't begrudge anyone trying to keep their spirits up during their shift. And I don't have incredibly high standards for coffee anyway. Throw some espresso and milk in a cup and heat it in a microwave, I don't care. But it shouldn't take 10 minutes to get a latte. I don't feel like I can really describe her attitude without coming off as a Karen But if you've worked with someone like this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The final straw was the day I ordered a breakfast taco and a decaf Americano. My doctor had suggested that I try to cut out caffeine, which was kind of big for me, but I said I would try. I asked the cashier if they had decaf espresso. She said yes. I placed my order. She called it out to the barista. The barista looks at me like I just called her mom names and then starts angrily digging through a cabinet till she finds a rolled shut bag of beans. Most of their beans were in hoppers on the counter, grinds them up, makes my drink with her usual complete lack of urgency, then practically slams the cup on the counter and storms off into the back. Even through the door, I can hear her say, why even bother drinking coffee if you're going to drink decaf? Well, the obvious solution is to just stop going there, but I really cannot overemphasize how good these tacos are. 
So I came up with a better plan. This particular area is littered with coffee shops, including one across the street that's a little more expensive but whose coffee I actually liked better. I hadn't been going there regularly because I could just get coffee with my taco and also save a buck. The next time I went on a coffee run, I went to the more expensive place and ordered a decaf Americano. They didn't even blink when I asked for decaf. I got my drink in what felt like record time, and nobody threw a fit about it. Then I went across the street to the other cafe, with my coffee cup, competitor's logo proudly emblazoned on the side, in my hand. The barista was actually up front for once chatting with the cashier. Hi there, taco and a latte today? Asked the cashier. I said, no coffee, just a taco, thanks. I said, holding up my cup. If looks could kill, my murder would currently be going uninvestigated by the Chicago PD. I've done this a few more times since. Not sure if I'll continue because it feels like the pettiest of revenges. I should probably just stop going there at all, but y'all, these tacos I really cannot overemphasize. I think what OP did here is pretty satisfying, but I also think that they should just try and get in contact with the manager or the owner of the franchise in that location. If you say to them, you go to this place three or four or plus times a week, and you tell them that you literally stopped ordering coffee there and bought it from a competitor simply because the service is that bad, maybe they'd actually do something about it. And if they did, you wouldn't have to just quit going there. Our next story is by No Concept 9848 Here's 33% of your website. I had a trophy wife client who had a frozen yogurt business paid for by her husband. They contacted me and asked me to design and build a new website for her business. I gave them a quote and they asked if they could pay in three installments. After we all agreed to the terms, I had written approval and I received my 33% deposit. I got cracking. We had regular check-ins and they were happy with the progress until one day they just went quiet. They were already behind on the second payment and I was growing impatient. I was done with the site and just needed final approval and payment before launching it but I couldn't get a hold of either of them. I eventually got hold of the lady at her day job after weeks of being ghosted. She calmly told me that they found someone cheaper and that they won't be paying the remaining 66%, even though the project was complete and all their feedback was addressed. She told me that I could just give her 33% of the files and move on with my life. I made it clear that websites don't really work if you only upload 33% of the files, sarcastically at which point she hung up the phone. I still had their FTP details for their brand domain that housed their current, old website, so I decided to take revenge. I created a page with an animated fake loading bar that was stuck at 33%. Underneath the loading bar was the message, this company does not pay their suppliers. They decided to only pay a third of the price, so now they have only a third of the website. I went as far as to download the website files, split it up in roughly three portions file size, and upload a zip folder containing a third of the files to the FTP folder. This way, I actually gave them the 33% they paid for, and I could show the file size to prove it. I also permanently deleted the old site's files from the folder, so they couldn't restore from a backup. Not that they'd have a clue how to do that. They threatened to sue me. I'm still waiting. People need to pay their website developers. 
I guess the only thing I can say here is when they started getting late on their second payment, OP should have just totally shut everything down. I really don't envy people in this situation because you probably feel more like a debt collector trying to hound these people for the money they owe you than you do actually working with clients to get their projects finalized. Our next story is by Bat Kevin. A co-worker calls me out for a small mistake, so I put her mistake on display. To start, this woman is great as a person. As a co-worker, she is the worst. Let's call her Regina. When I started at this place a year ago, Regina was to train me on an aspect of our job. I had to ask her to slow down and repeat herself several times because nothing made sense. Keep in mind, I've worked in this industry for 8 years longer than her. My boss was able to explain it clearly in 5 minutes and I've never had an issue. Shortly after starting, I noticed Regina would CC our boss on every email she sent to me. Regina would email me several times a day calling me out for problems she noticed, always CCing our boss. But I was always in the right and my boss would back me up. I emailed Regina, only Regina, and said I felt like she was trying to get me in trouble. I felt disrespected and I was wondering what I could do to improve. She replied, CCing our boss, telling me that if I felt that way, it was my own doing. Got it. My entire team works from home, so our bosses put people in charge of certain things so one person has control. One of my tasks is issuing documents for signature via the very popular system we all know. Basically, my team sends me an email that says, send these documents to X, Y, and Z. And I get to it. Good news, Regina only copies our boss on super important documents, which I understand. The other day, Regina sends me a request, and I failed to copy her when it was issued. Fixed in under a minute and it didn't cause any issue, but she still made a big deal about it over email and in our team meeting. Next request I get from her has... Be sure to double check your work and all people are copied as detailed below. This pissed me off. The funny thing was, she didn't attach any documents I needed to send, nor tell me where the docs were located for me to get them myself. I reply asking for the docs, and she sends them stating, These are the final, approved versions. Except, they were wrong. First, we send PDFs, not Word docs. She sent me the Word docs. Second, the formatting was atrocious. Signature blocks cover four pages when they should be on one. The vendor name and address were put into different tables so it made no sense. So I sent it as is. Of course, my boss is copied on this and has to actually sign this doc, and she is not happy with the state of this document. I replied to my boss with the email from Regina saying this doc was approved by our boss and with my other projects. I didn't QC like I normally do, which is not expected of me, but I do normally to prevent issues down the road. Boss replies to Regina and CCs me, laying into her that OP is not to fix her mistakes as he has his own job to do. This was also reiterated in our next team meeting, and I could see how angry my boss was. She and I had a one-on-one, and she said she was not upset with me. The next request I got from Regina was incredibly detailed and had everything I needed in the right format. I think the real saving grace here, and the one thing that made this story not totally frustrating, is the fact that the boss knew Regina was full of BS when they were trying to throw OP under the bus. OP just stayed in their pocket, kept exposing Regina for all the BS stuff they were doing, and it worked out well. Our next story is by 2D Lude. Don't worry, neighbor. I learned my place. 
update. I posted in here not too long ago about getting into it with the neighbors over some dogs and him telling me to learn my place. Well, I came home from the grocery store to see two Marshall cars parked in front of the neighbor's house. Interesting. So I start unloading the groceries when everyone starts piling out of the house next door causing a commotion. He's screaming and cussing at his wife, something about lawyers. The marshal's trying to calm him down. He's now telling the marshal to shut the freak up, he's talking to his wife, etc. It's like Jerry Springer up in their driveway. Here I am yet again, cracking open my vanilla soda I just bought rearranging grocery bags in my trunk, just smiling and watching. And to those that commented he'd be back in jail in my last post, you ain't wrong. Just heard the marshal say, I'll have you arrested. Happy Wednesday, folks. I'm going to check the mail now. Well, you have a hothead neighbor. It's really no surprise that your hothead neighbor goes and is a hothead, sadly to their own spouse, and ends up getting jail time. And our final story of the day is by Admiral Unicorn. I cover your mistakes? And you snitch to the boss on mine? Okay then. I had worked for the same retail outlet for some years before deciding to go to university. When I decided, the company happily transferred me to the store in the city I was attending uni. When I started, I got on well with one of the employees there named Jim. Jim had been at the store for a year or two and was vying for the supervisor position that was meant to be coming up. The issue was that Jim made a lot of small mistakes. Nothing crushingly major if they were caught early enough, but could be if not noticed. Because we were friends, and I had management level clearance because of my experience, I often would fix these mistakes before they got to the manager. I would let Jim know, show him what he had done wrong, and never speak of it again. One day, I was crushingly hungover. I hadn't realized I was working the next day until late into the night and was suffering because of my lack of organization. Due to being completely clocked out mentally, I made an error when taking payment from a customer. Instead of charging them $1.50 for their item, I charged them 15 I noticed the mistake, apologized to the customer, and refunded the difference. They were very understanding, and I thought all was good. Next day, the manager pulls me into the office. They discussed the mistake and why it happened. They were very nice and fair, as this was my first error in months. Just told me to be more careful, especially if I was hungover. They even told me to tell them if I was hungover, and they would stick me in the back room due to it being such a rare occurrence. The only issue was that the manager wasn't in the day before. It was me, Jim, and the supervisor. Me and the supervisor got on well, and when I asked him about it, he told me that he had got called into the manager's office as well and got told off for not telling him about the mistake. His argument was that the mistake was rectified without issue, so he didn't see the point. Which left Jim. I was pissed. I had covered his butt so many times, and at the first chance, he had to run to the manager to throw me under the bus. So I stopped. Every day something would pop up, little errors when counting teals or selling items, stockroom errors, final report errors. I just stopped fixing them. I also found out that the supervisor had been doing the same, fixing little mistakes and retraining Jim rather than going through disciplinary procedures. After a brief discussion, he stopped as well. Our monthly meeting was delightful. Due to the dramatic increase in errors, we had missed our bonus requirements by a fraction and the manager was pissed. This was my mess up as well because I lost out on some cash due to being petty. The manager provided the errors report and in a staff of 12 people, Jim made up just shy of 40% of all errors. He got roasted in front of everyone. This happened for a couple of months before Jim realized the supervisor position was a no-go and moved to another job. 
Isn't it sad how Jim would so gladly backstab people or turn on people just for a semblance of credit? Just for that little bit of exposure of, hey, maybe I'm supervisor material? Newsflash Jim, you really aren't. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.